Welcome to S-Class, the highest tier in podcasting. With me is the champion of Charmin. It's Robert. It took me a second to think about that, but now I understand. And as always, I'm your host, the Sultan of Softness. <laughs> That's weak. <laughs> I'm recycling. We, we, we've used Sultan like four times. And it's Give usually me a better weird. title, I really enjoy it. The <laughs> You're just causeway of coziness. The causeway of coziness. <laughs> Rob's here just to make sure we're uh, using a lots of different vocabulary. Yeah, Otherwise, we, I'm just we can't keep this. using adjective of Sultan here. Or just me cussing to fill the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not so, comfy. There's nothing comfy not, about cursing. It's not cozy at all. No. Today, Robert and I will be talking about our favorite comfort anime. The ones that we kind of go to when... Maybe we just need something to relax or don't want to be thinking too much. Coziness, coziness is really a state of mind, isn't it? <laughs> I think. And at the same time, at the same time, coziness is about turning off the mind. That's the beauty of coziness. Well said. Well said. Yeah. I feel like everything with you that. is a state of mind. <laughs> I think, it's I also think last... a state of turning off the mind. Yes. I think last year you told me that waifuism is a state of mind as well. Correct. Yes. These are Robert, all facts. <laughs> Rob, do you want to start us off with your first cozy anime or manga? Yeah, I'm going to go with um, a little bit of wild card here. And this is this is one that you kind of throw on like in the same vein as The Office or the Food Network. And that's Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Dub, <laughs> by the way. This is Brooklyn jo- Joey Wheeler, Tristan Mouth Breather Dub. Dan Green and- Yu-Gi. <laughs> there you go. And what makes it comfy is i guess the nostalgia of it wrapping around your finger those voices the familiarity with them just kind of making you feel those positive feelings of youth but also i don't put it on to actually watch it i'm not watching kaiba jump off a cliff because he lost the duel to Yu-Gi-Oh for comfort i'm just having that on in the background to get me through my day when i get home from work i have something of a similar vein that i was going to say for last and maybe i will what's something that you just have on in the background or something that you know pokes at the nostalgia a little bit of both yeah um i think i think that's a really good one because it's sort of something that you don't really have to zone in on because it's in english and you've been you know these lines since you're like 10 years old um so that, and it's that's also a really good terrible <laughs> this is a new cozy one right because this just got added to netflix or you've been doing this for a that's while right. I, i've come to this for a while you you get i think added on and off netflix but like Whenever it's on there, because now, especially that The Office is off Netflix, I got to go with Yu-Gi-Oh. How far have you gone with Yu-Gi-Oh since its cozy background music? Well, I kind of like to just go through Duelist Kingdom. Because once again, I'm not paying attention, so I don't mind the redundancy of constantly having Duelist Kingdom on in the background. I kind of just stay there. That's like peak youth, peak like 10-year-old WB11 Saturday morning. And I want to be there. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Yu-Gi-Oh! as well, because I feel like Battle City, the actual animeness of it increases, but it gets way less cozy because it's actually taking itself seriously for the first time. Yeah, you need Um, Duelist Kingdom with no rules. With no rules and just laughter because you know how ridiculous it is. Absolutely. That's my go-to. I like it. That's a good one. Uh, Mine will be Full Metal Panic, which is this anime about... 
this military sergeant who's like 16 years old. He used to be like a child soldier. And he gets implanted into a school to protect this girl who might be some sort of scientific, how do you say, target that good guys and bad guys all want. Like she has this mind that can like understand technology and people, if people captured her, they could use her mind to like build the most dangerous war robots. Right. Uh, but the, the thing is the kid, uh, his name's Sosuke. He has no social skills because he's been a child soldier since he was like four. So he goes in and he thinks like someone like gives her a hug. He's like, Oh, they're trying to kill her. And he'll tackle them or like he'll throw a grenade at them. <laughs> um, and I haven't watched, I don't watch it all the time as like the coziness, but it just brings back childhood memories for when I used to have the anime network. It was like $7 a month. My mom bought it for me on demand and I, I watch it in dub. Uh, I watch it in dub and sub, but it's like something that you don't have to watch the subtitles and pay attention to it. And it's just funny and easygoing. Wait, what is the anime network on demand? What 2002 technology is that? <laughs> Back then, they used to have all different types of on-demand. Um, and this is, like, the only thing we had back then was, like, Adult Swim and Toonami. And this thing was, like, a treasure trove. It was, like, $7 a month, which I thought was a ridiculous amount of money. But it had all these non-standard anime. Like, uh, it didn't have, like, Naruto or Bleach or any of those things. It had, like, Golden Boy and uh, what the hell else? Full Metal Panic. I just really can't believe this has never been mentioned before in our years of friendship and our two years of having an anime YouTube channel that you had this, in 2002, on-demand anime <laughs> service. I mean, this is crazy. You, you know what? I think, yeah, a lot of the things that I probably, that probably formed my childhood were informed by this. And I used to watch this with my buddy DJ all the time. And I think this was around middle school when you and I were, like, still friends, but we didn't hang out from, like fifth to eighth grade ish that's when i was totally engulfed by this wow this is like this is mind-blowing to me <laughs> <laughs> you know it had a lot of like 80s shows as well like do you know that one with like the giant tiger and the boy with the spear it recently got a re-release i think giant tiger and boy with spear no <laughs> yeah it's like some spiritual thing there's like oh my god there was a lot of anime titties on that one I'm like, sure just, there were. It was on demand. <laughs> yeah, Yoko. There's Yoko the Demon Slayer. That one had a lot of titties. Yeah, it was like mind blowing. I was like, oh my god, am I allowed to watch this? Obviously, I watched it as like a 12 year old. <laughs> <laughs> it hit you at the perfect time of life. All right, that's a good, comfy, cozy, nostalgia filled one. I like it. So, Full Metal Panic. Full Metal Panic. <laughs> what do you got, Rob? <laughs> that is that is amazing. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of choices for the Studio Ghibli catalog, but I think mm. the ultimate one for my comfiness... Is it, is it Kiki? Is, it's Kiki. It's, it's, it's 100% Kiki. Kiki. <laughs> Kiki's my favorite anime movie of all time. One of my favorite anime of all time in general. And I'm watching it dubbed once again, so it doesn't right. demand my full attention. And the whole like vibe of the movie is very relaxed and a little bit depressing in the sense of, you know, Kiki failing and trying to figure out her life but there's like a little bit of a coziness in that in that search for who you are as a person like just watching this magical witch even she's struggling it kind of makes you feel i don't know comfortable it, it makes you feel like you're not alone in this world through the struggle i want to watch the kiki you're watching <laughs> <laughs> because, because i don't dislike kiki but kiki just makes me sad 
it's been a few years, but in general, like the beginning, so like, oh my God, look, it's a witch. We haven't seen a witch here in years. And it's like very fun and soft. And then it just gets really sad for me. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this. But you got to like grasp how relatable that is. Like for me, I like take that in and I, I, I live it. And I'm just like, okay, at least I'm not alone. At least mm. she's a failure too. And yeah, she succeeds in the <laughs> end and I won't. But you know what? That's okay because it's a movie. <laughs> I I need to give this a rewatch. But my lens has been tainted. So I, I'll give it another shot. And I mean, it's just also in the same vein as Yu-Gi-Oh! Where it's a fun dub that I really enjoy. And it doesn't command my full attention. But in those moments where I want to like jump back into it, you know, it's still really enjoyable to watch. Okay, that's a good one. My next one is one you probably haven't heard of. It's called Carol and Tuesday. Do you know this? I've heard of it, yes. Okay, so this is a Watanabe anime, like the guy who did Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. And I don't know if this is like coincidence or he just happens to get really good dubs, but I watched this one dubbed when it came out and I would just be drawing while I listen to it in English and I actually have not rewatched this once because it kind of it's really cozy in the beginning then the plot just sort of derails but the reason why this falls into one of my comfy anime is because it has one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard mm. like full English um, it's about two young girls who are singers and they kind of have this like folky pop music and I would just like play this like 15 to 20 songs like a full discography pretty much and i would just play this while i'm driving or just want to chill out so i probably listened to all their main songs like over a hundred times um so the music is what makes it very cozy for me so it's better music than afternoon tea time yes definitely better than hokage <laughs> tea time from, from our girl yui and kaon <laughs> ironically Actually, like kaon's like super cozy but their music's kind of bad to listen to <laughs> well they're a terrible band <laughs> <laughs> That's actually an interesting point, though, to bring up. Just, like, a great soundtrack can add to the overall coziness and comfort, and it can grip you in that, like, those long car rides where you just have it on, and then you may not be watching it, but you're still thinking of that show and what it what it brought for you and what it's doing for you is presenting you that music. That's a good, yeah. good yeah. point. I like that. And I think also, to that point, Rob, it's, it's like a very heartfelt story of um, they're in the future, like, let's say it's 2050 or 2100 and all music is created by ai and they're the only two who sort of write their own songs and they're just sort of like having fun and it just kind of breaks through this robot perfection and they're just kind of like pouring their souls into it which is really nice i like that i I, this one might be one i check out how long is it 12 24 might be 24 i think you're gonna hate it in the second really oh it gets Okay. <laughs> it falls apart, but honestly, the first half is, like, genuinely very good, and um, it's, it's worth at least a couple episodes to see if you like it. All right. I'll just find a good stopping point where it seems like a good ending. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a warning. Hillary Clinton's in it, even though it's this not Hillary Clinton. This sounds incredibly strange. I thought it was 2050. <laughs> it's not She's actually still alive? Hillary. <laughs> it's not actually Hillary Clinton, but it was coming out around the time of the election, and this woman... <laughs> it's pretty much Hillary Clinton, and I was like, I'm I'm over this. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> all right, all right. If you were to be asked, what is the most brain dead anime you can think of? What do you? What would you say? And <sighs> I, I know this one. <laughs> do you? No, I, I want to hear what you think. I'm gonna say. <laughs> my first thought comes to, 
to mind is Kaon, but Kaon has, <laughs> has a little bit of something to it. Oh, man. I don't know. Is it like Plastic Nichon? Oh, God, no, not Plastic <laughs> Nichon. <laughs> I'm going with Polar Bear Cafe. Okay. <laughs> when you say brain dead, it feels like insulting. Whereas... I more so mean like I as the viewer am brain dead while watching it because <laughs> there is absolutely zero happening and I live for it. Right. You have been <laughs> trying to sell me on Polar Bear Cafe for like 10 years. And I'm just like, sell it to me. You're like, it's a polar bear. And he runs a cafe. And his customer is a penguin that's like George Costanza and a panda bear. Who doesn't like what to do work. What could be better than that? Yeah, it's a lazy panda. It's really long, too. What is it, like 40-something episodes? Yeah, I think it's forty, either 48 or 50 episodes. Each one better than the last. Sell us on the coziness of Polar Bear Cafe outside of what you've already said. I think Polar Bear Cafe is the premier slice-of-life anime. Because it has that very simple setting of the cafe. It has the world with, you know, both animal talking animals and, and humans. So you don't know which animals you're going to be getting in the cafe and how they're going to interact with everyone and what their, like, random animal traits are going to be that make them hilarious. Like, you have the tortoise that is taking days to get to the cafe. <laughs> you have, like the anteater that screams at everyone and wants ants and all his food. Like, they're just all so ridiculous. <laughs> it is. But very, fu- it's but very funny. Stupid and silly and does not take itself the least bit seriously. And you learn a little bit of Japanese because everything the polar bear does is in puns. So you get to have a good time with that learning. And I don't know. Slice of life as a genre is about comfort and coziness. And this being the premiere of that for me, I, how is it not going to be in this discussion? You, you know what's funny is that Polar Bear Cafe has actually come to relevance to me recently because I recently started taking Japanese classes and all these videos keep popping up on my YouTube and it's like top five, top ten anime for beginners to learn Japanese and Polar Bear Cafe is almost always on that list because See? of its like <laughs> basic language. So it's funny that you brought that yeah. specific point up. Well, because they do like... Pol- the polar bear will say something that's a pun, and then they'll like slowly go through how each of those Japanese phrases is the pun. So you'll learn each word. Very nice. That's a good one. I'm I'm wondering if this next one is on your list. I would imagine it is. And I'm saying the slice of life theme, and it's Yotsuba. Oh yeah, of course. Yotsuba is how it's going to end this. Okay. With some some light reading. I'm gonna. So I don't know if you want to talk about this later or if you want me to chat a little bit about this now. We'll save Yatsuba for the final because we're both going to have lots of things to say about it. So give okay. me a new, another one for now and then we'll get into Yatsuba. I will switch it. And I wonder if this one is also on your list. This is <laughs> Dash Bell. <laughs> it is not on my comfy list, actually. No. There's a very distinct memory I have of why Dash Bell makes it to this list. And I was a traveling consultant for many years. And I was in this beautiful little town called Comar in France. And it's like, it's like a beauty and the beast type of idealistic town, all the colorful buildings. There's a river running through beautiful food, beautiful people. And I was just so sad. Like I'd been traveling. I'd been away from home for like 10, 15 days. And I just wanted, I didn't say that. right. (laughs) I certainly didn't say that. Um, But I just, I just wanted like a piece of home. I've been eating like this luxurious food, traveling with my co-consultant. I was like, I don't give a shit about him right now. And (laughs) I, I had a thumb drive that had like 15 episodes of Gash Bell on it. 
And I put it in and I watched it and it just brought some sort of joy to my heart. It sounds so lame, but it was like one of the early episodes before things get real battle focused. And it might've just been like Gash playing with Vulcan or some episode of Kanchome just being an idiot. Um, and it, the nostalgia, but also it's just genuinely so funny and heartfelt. So I mean, that's why Gash Bell makes this list. It's, it's Gash Bell. It's the perfect series. And I think it goes back to our, you know, conversation about nostalgia leading to that feeling of comfort that feeling of joy of those simpler times and watching gash bell is the ultimate experience of youthful anime-ness it's just the perfect anime it's the perfect anime it's the perfect manga everything about it is superior (laughs) to anything ever created so how could you not be comfortable and cozy while watching it i didn't think we were getting into the goat discussion during our (laughs) during our cozy comfy episode um But I think I think one more thing is that probably we're going to bring this up during the Yotsuba, but things involving young children also kind of have this cozy vibe about it because we keep getting older and these kids, they're not focused on like, oh, what's my goal? I'm having this existential crisis. They're just trying to have fun and have a good time. And uh, Gash does that not quite as well as Yotsuba, but he's he's just trying to eat fish and play with his friends. Um, and he's, he's living his best life. The only thing that kept Gash bell from being the perfection for me is that watching it the the anime quality is so poor like that's my favorite I, I really, part no 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 <laughs> i love how low budget it is but i can't even find like anything over like 240p right now for gash bell <laughs> so for me that's a struggle there um and you know there are some heavy emotional moments that while they really shouldn't be overly emotional and heavy they still they still hit that way that's what makes it not cozy is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, not necessarily oh, okay. as cozy as I need. Gotcha. I I'm not trying to is... cry when I'm getting cozy. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And I think this is just like certain slices of it and that specific memory that puts it on this cozy list for me. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine the goat of anything being something comfortable. Like Yashbill's the greatest thing of all time, but I'm not like cozy while enjoying that because I'm aware of the fact that I'm engaging with history. <laughs> and there's something kind of poignant about that. I, I think one of the things that makes Gash Bell the go, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too far, but it's, a, its ability to modulate its coziness and battle centricity. I'm trying to sound like I'm smart, but if you have something that's purely battle centric, um, it kind of gets boring, but something that's able to like have really a fun time, but also be intense and balance those two well is what makes you enjoy both of them. Yeah, no, you're right. Mixes good battle, great soundtrack. All three songs. Coziness <laughs> in its comedy and heartfelt moments. You know, those all wrap together to create a perfect package. And that's Gash Bell at the Go. And that's Gash Bell. <laughs> I have do you, is Yotuba your last one or do you have another? And you can improv this if you don't have if you have something to mind. You know, I'll go with my current cozy for this season. We're in the uh the fall twenty twenty two anime season. And okay. I've really been enjoying the anime Do It Yourself, which is, uh, I, I think it takes place in like the future. And at the school, like there's a Do It Yourself club, like a DIY club, and nobody's in it because in the future, like, you know, there's no need for all of these DIY type projects. But <laughs> I got, I can't wait to tell you the name of the main character. <laughs> is this the one that you briefly mentioned, this really stupid girl? No, that might be that's Bochi the Rock, which is also hilarious and also okay. incredibly stupid. But <laughs> the main character's name 
is Yua Seferu. Yua Seferu? Yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And this is an anime original series, and it's it's so, so cozy. Very on the nose. I, I'm looking at it on Google Images right now. The the image the art quality and art direction is really good yeah yeah it's got a really fun art style um very quirky storyline very simple slice of life it's gathering all the club members and you know just having fun doing some diy with yua seferu <laughs> <laughs> this sounds this sounds like a lot of fun i might i'm definitely gonna check this yeah. out <laughs> so that's that's my cozy anime of 2020 of the fall 2022 season for sure okay cool that's a good that's a good find I got one more before we go to Yotsuba, and this is the one I said that relates back to your Yu-Gi-Oh! comparison, and that is Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Oh, that's an interesting <laughs> one. Specifically the Abridged, and if I'm talking, like, mileage, I don't think there's anything that has more mileage than Dragon Ball Z Abridged in terms of things that I just turn on. Like, yeah. first, there's so few barriers to entry. First, it's on YouTube, so I don't need to, like, go on some sort of app or download some sort of show um the second thing is it's all in english and then third it's just like little bite-sized clips that i'll just watch like mr popo eating garlic jr or like piccolo <laughs> talking to nail and kami in his head and they're talking about like oh you got a pool table in here um just so funny and the boys acting so good uh there's so many things that i could say about this that just make it so consumable and cozy for me and it's especially great because it also has a little bit of the nostalgia for us because we probably started watching that one like 2008, 2009. It's, it's been a long time and yeah. it's something we all constantly quote and like throw lines around from. <laughs> so it, it, it does have that also kind of like nostalgic impact in, in addition yeah. to just being hilarious and fun to throw on in the background. Yeah, when I'm just cleaning my room, sometimes I'll just like have it on my phone. So I don't even need to put on the TV or yeah. anything and I'll just listen. I'll watch like the Broadway movie. Where, like, little, <laughs> that's my favorite where like the little slave boys like oh daddy <laughs> i love me. to watch the christmas tree of might every holiday season <laughs> do you really yeah i know oh my god that's so good <laughs> so that that was my 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 trump card that i was going to share with you <laughs> that's a good one i like that all right rob why don't you finish us off with one of your favorites or well, both of our favorites and that's yotsuba Yotsuba was our anime of the year last year, as it was uh, the we we read it for the first both for the first time last year, right in twenty twenty one. We read volume one many years ago when you stole my first copy of yes, Yotsuba, correct. Volume one. Um, we read most of it together <laughs> last year. Man, and it's just there's something different about Yotsuba. There's something just special about how well written it is from the perspective of this six-year-old like it, it's it's amazing how the author was able to gather up that youthful exuberance and innocence and ability to see the positives in anything it, it's it's special right if, if he didn't have a child i would be mind blown as how he's able to gather this research of how a six-year-old would act and the imagination and enthusiasm this child has it's it's amazing i mean obviously we were all that age at some point in our lives but i i think it's always difficult to fathom how we lived that way and to look through that lens again and you really do feel it while reading yatsuba 
one of the, I guess two things I would say is number one is that because it's so slice of life, you can literally pick up any volume at any time and just read through it and it won't not make sense. There's right, no prerequisites. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's overarching in the sense that it follows a timeline, but every little story, you know, tells something different about one of Yasuba's adventures throughout the years. I was missing a few volumes, one of them being volume two. And I, I got a package the other day and I just cut it open like literally last week after it's sitting in my room and it, there was like a bunch of stuff. And one of them was Yotsuba volume two. And I would just like read it before I went to bed at like one in the morning. And I was just like literally laughing out loud. It was the, <laughs> it was the chapter where Yotsuba has the water gun and she's like shooting everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't shoot women and children. And then she shoots the <laughs> child and the bear. <laughs> and then she walks out and she's like, I thought you didn't shoot women and children. Um, and it was just like so silly and funny uh, that even having read it three or four times, I can still laugh every time I, I reread it. And something also that's really cool about Yatsuba is that it's been going on and off for about 20 years now, I think. And no. despite the fact that it, it keeps Yatsuba the same age and, um, you know, everyone is the same age and all that, it has the technology age with it. So, like, now they use, like, they'll use, like, I, smartphones and things like that. But, like, you know, when it first started, he's got, like, the big computer in his room and all that. So it, it, it's cool to see the ways they use technology as well. I didn't believe you, but, um, yeah, it started in March 21st, 2003. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. And the consistency of his artwork, like, it's probably gotten slightly better over time, but, like, it looked very much the same as if he published all of them in one year. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I don't think there's any better way to finish this off than with Yotsuba, the, the queen of comfy. The queen of comfy. The sultan, if you would. <laughs> so Yotsuba's <laughs> allowed to be the sultan, but I'm not. Jeez. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening, as always. And Robert... I will catch you next time.